Blessings, everyone, and welcome to As It Is Written. Our hope is that you're empowered, enlightened, and encouraged as we examine the Word of God. Let us pray. Father, we just want to give you thanks and praise for allowing us to see yet another wonderful week. Father, we thank you for allowing us to see yet another Friday, a day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Now let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable unto you, O God. Let my delivery of this, your message, your word, to these, your people, let it be clear, let it be concise, let it be compelling, so much so that your people be not only hearers of your word, but doers of your word likewise. And may they spread your word and apply it to their very own lives. You be maximized, let me be minimized. And when it's all said and done, I'll be most careful to give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise what is so rightfully due. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again here on As It Is Written. We truly appreciate you coming together with us via the podcast, via the audio podcast, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. Let's get ready to dive into the Word. Turn with me in your, your Bibles or on your electronic devices to the book of Matthew. Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39. I'll be reading the King James Version. I'll be reading the King James Version, which may be slightly different from your version but at the end of it all the word is still the word so the message is still the same verse 36 then jesus came with them to a place called gethsemane and said to the disciples sit here while i go and pray over there and he took with him peter and the two sons of zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Verse 39, He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, say it again nevertheless not as I will but as you will I'll stop right there we'll be touching other verses but I'll stop right there I want to talk to you today about nevertheless <laughs> nevertheless Life is filled with, with, with ups and downs. Sometimes we're in a mountaintop season, and sometimes we're in a valley season. As children of God, we need to seek His will, regardless of what season we are in. And this is what Jesus is teaching us, no, that no matter what we are facing, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what others are doing, say, nevertheless, God, your will be done. 
We're talking about nevertheless. Say, nevertheless, God, your will be done. Now, Jesus had just finished the Last Supper with his disciples. And after communion, the word says that they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, Jesus lets them know that they all will be made to stumble because of him, because of what will take place later that night. And the Bible says in verse 36, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. Stop right there, Gethsemane. <laughs> We're going to address Gethsemane. Gethsemane. That, that leads me to my first point, actually. We have that first point is we have to say nevertheless when our assignment is difficult. When our assignment is difficult, we have to say nevertheless. Jesus and the disciples arrive at Gethsemane. Now, Gethsemane is, is a garden at the foot of the Mount of Olives. It, its name means wine press. It was the place where the olives were crushed to get the olive oil. It was the crushing place. It's at this crushing place where we need to say, nevertheless. It's at the crushing place where our assignment is difficult. So I don't know what your Gethsemane might be today, but whatever it is God is saying to someone today, you're at the crushing place. You need to say, nevertheless, Lord, I'm going to keep on pressing. Lord, I'm going to keep on squeezing out that oil. Lord, I don't want to give up on my assignment. Lord, whatever you allow me to go through, whatever you allow to come my way, whatever my situation or circumstances, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done, O oh God. Jesus comes to Gethsemane with his disciples in verse 36, and he tells them, sit here while I go and pray over there. Can't follow instructions. He takes with him Peter and John and the two, son the two, two sons of Je Zebedee, Peter, James, and John, in verse 37. As he was beginning to, to become sorrowful and deeply distressed, knowing the assignment was difficult. The revelation here is that when we are deeply distressed, even to the point where we feel like it's unto death, we can't take everyone to go before the Lord with us. Jesus only took Peter, James, and John, his three most trusted disciples with him. The other disciples were still sitting at the foot of the Mount of Olives. The assignment might be difficult, but if you have just three people who can go with you beyond the crushing place, my God, then you're able to say, nevertheless, God, your will be done. So you have to say, nevertheless, when our assignment is difficult, but we also have to say, nevertheless, because the adversary is determined. The Bible says in verse 38 that Jesus says to them, uh, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. My God, stay here and watch with me. Jesus gives them the instruction to, to stay and, and to watch. Stay in the Greek is meno. It, it means to to remain and to stand, to stay or to tarry in a, in, a, in a given place 
or in, in a position or relation or expectancy. Jesus was instructing his closest disciples to remain and tarry with him, not only in the place at Gethsemane, but in the state he was in at Gethsemane, standing in the relationship with him at Gethsemane, with expectation that an attack is imminent and Gethsemane will provide this place, <laughs> this position, this state of mind or the state of emotion and relation and the expect expectancy Gethsemane was providing all of this for Jesus and he needed his closest disciples to be right there with him during this difficult assignment the assignment is difficult Gethsemane, I don't know what your Gethsemane is right now or where your Gethsemane is right now. But regardless of the place you're at, the state you're in, or the relationships or the expectancy of those around you, like Jesus, you and I have to say, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus says to Peter, James and John, stay here and watch with me. Watch in the Greek. Gregorio means to stay awake and be vigilant. Couldn't you just stay awake and be vigilant? 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The adversary is walking about like a lion does, looking for prey to devour, to stop us from, from, from fulfilling our assignment. That's, that's his purpose. That's his job. That's his assignment. But don't let his assignment stop you from your assignment. But just like Jesus told Peter, James, and John, we need to stay where he tells us to stay and do what he tells us to do. Stand firm and be vigilant because the adversary is determined to take us out of God's will. But nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. I won't be with you long, but I'll give you some powerful nuggets today. So we have to stay we have to say nevertheless when our assignment is difficult and we have to say nevertheless because the adversary is determined but finally we can say nevertheless because our appointment is divine verse 39 verse 39 says he went a little further and fell on his face saying Oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Don't miss that. Jesus went a little further. First, he took only Peter, James, and John a little further than the other disciples. You know, he had to drop off some folk. But now Jesus goes even further and falls prostrate before God without them. Now, how many of you know that sometimes you can't take anyone with you when you're going before the Lord? It's just you and God. Jesus says, oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Cup here in the Greek is poterion. 
it is a, a drinking vessel and, and my ex, by extension it is the contents thereof. Figurative, figuratively, uh, Peterion is, is our lot, our fate. Metaphorically, it is our divine appointments, whether favorable or unfavorable. It's likened to a cup God presents us to drink of, whether favorable or whether unfavorable, whether prosperity or adversity. Some appointments that God gives us, we're going to like, but some we won't like at all. Jesus has a divine appointment ahead of him at Calvary, and he knows it. He knows his assignment as Savior of the world, and he knows what he is about to go through to fulfill his assignment. He even asks God if it's possible to take it away from him. It's not what he, that he doesn't want the world to be saved. He wants the world to be saved. But right now at Gethsemane, he is struggling with what he has to endure to do it. <laughs> in Luke's account, in Luke 22, 43, an angel appeared to Jesus from heaven to strengthen him. That tells us that when our cup seems to be too difficult for us to drink from, God will send an angel to strengthen us. <laughs> the question is, what's your cup today? What are you going through? What has assignment has God given you? What divine appointment or assignment has the Father given you? And it's so burdensome that you want to pass the cup to someone else. You're asking, Lord, why me? I'll tell you why. It's for his glory. But I'm here to tell you that help is on the way. God is about to send an angel to strengthen you in the midst of your struggle so your assignment can be fulfilled. But you have to tell God, nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done. So I'll close with this. We have to be persistent when we say, nevertheless. Jesus came back to meet Peter, James, and John sleeping instead of watching several times. But each time, instead of being discouraged, Jesus went back before the Lord saying the same words in verses 42 and 44. He went back to the Lord saying, nevertheless, your will be done. I'm paraphrasing. He went back to the Lord saying, Nevertheless, God, if it be your will, not my will, keep going back to God until you overcome your fear. Keep going back to God until you overcome your anxiety. Keep going back to God until you overcome your discouragement. Keep going back to God. So no matter what situations come your way, no matter what problems you might face, no matter what difficulties or obstacles or hindrances set you back, say, nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. Even though you've been waiting for a long time, your waiting won't be in vain. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle and fly. <laughs> they shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. Even though we might be misunderstood in the midst of our process, know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, not ours. Say, nevertheless, not my will, Lord, your will be done. Stay in position. Stand firm. Stay vigilant. Don't be distracted. Stay focused. Stay watchful. Stay prayerful. Be obedient. Be persistent and he will give you the strength 
to complete your assignment. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give in. Friends might leave. Family might disagree. Enemies might come against you. Weapons may form, but they shall not prosper. God is with you, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The assignment is difficult. The adversary is determined, but the appointment is divine. Say, nevertheless, say, nevertheless, nevertheless, God, your will, not my will, your will be done. We have to turn away from our will sometimes to make sure we're in line or in alignment with His will. Our will will detour from His will sometimes. But that's when we have to say, nevertheless, God, your will, not my will. Thanks for tuning in today. But before I go, we have kingdom business to take care of. We never take it for granted that everyone viewing or listening to the the podcast knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There might be someone who desires to make Jesus Lord over their life. Well, if that's you, I need you to know a few things first. You want to be able to say, nevertheless, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The latter portion of Romans 6.23 gives us the hope for the sinner to receive salvation. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, or through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 declares that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you too will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. That's where justification comes in. And when you declare with your mouth and you profess your faith, then you are saved. And then the Holy Spirit indwells and sanctifies you. It changes your behavior. If that's you today, then repeat these words with me. God, I know that I am a sinner. And I know that the wages of sin is death. But I believe that your special gift is eternal life through Christ Jesus. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as ransom just for me. I declare that Jesus is Lord of my life and I profess my faith for salvation through the death, through the burial, and through the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Thank you for your grace, O God. Thank you for your forgiveness, O Father. Thank you for your peace. And most of all, thank you for salvation. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be empowered. I want you to be enlightened. But most of all, I want you to have salvation. (laughs) Don't forget to say, nevertheless, Lord, your will, not my will. Get connected to a a local assembly where you can be, experience growth in your life, in your Christian walk. I'm W.C. Seymour. Shalom.